You are now listening to Portionality Podcast. I am your host, Portia D. Hey everybody, it's Portia D. I'm back with another episode of Portionality Podcast. If you are enjoying these podcasts, I hope that you would rate, comment, and subscribe, and that you would share with somebody these episodes. Thank you for all those who support this podcast. I am grateful for you, and yeah, thanks for listening. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or if you just want to reach out, feel free to hit me up at Portionality on Instagram, Twitter, or you can email me at Portionality at gmail.com. Always hit up my website, www.portionality.com. All right, y'all, let's get into it. I've got a charge show for y'all today, you know, because... I said I wasn't going to say nothing, all right? So this week, I was actually intending to release the live show, but here's one of the joys about being the producer of your own show is you get to make the shots and call the shots of what gets released when, and um, if something comes up, you can just say, you know what, I'm going to talk about this because this needs to be said. So... I have made an executive decision as the producer of my own show to talk about Serena and Naomi, Kaepernick and Nike. I want to just talk about these things, you know, all the stuff that's been going on in the media lately because it needs to be addressed. But I needed to sit on it just for a little bit, just so I could formulate my thoughts and so that I could actually have accurate information to report. Because to be honest, there's been so much going on in the news and the media, people putting their own opinions. And so uh, this is what I I have to say. All right. So first thing first, you know, we were all tragically heartbroken when Serena did not win the U.S. Open. However, uh, sister Naomi Asaka, she won the U.S. Open. And so shout out to Naomi. She is Japanese Haitian descent. She is a black woman. She is all things black girl magic and she's awesome. And so uh, first and foremost, I want to clap it up for her because Naomi won and she did that. You know, she really did win. Um, Serena played well. She played as best as she could. We were rooting for Serena, you know, just for obvious reasons with Serena coming back as a mom and winning her 24th Grand Slam. We really want to see that happen. But that's not to say that we are not going to celebrate with Naomi and her win because it's amazing. And what kind of really broke my heart was watching uh, Naomi apologize for winning. And it's like, girl, you don't had to apologize for playing some of the best tennis of your life. Granted, I know that she is 20 years old. Uh, I think part of that too comes from the awareness that she knew that everybody was not rooting for her. And I think she understood that most people were coming and supporting and rooting for Serena, which actually kind of sucks because her first major Grand Slam win was robbed by a moment that the umpire took away from both her and Serena. So not only does the umpire steal a moment from Serena, but the umpire also stole a moment from Naomi as Naomi was winning her very first title. And so just to give you some context, which I'm pretty sure everybody knows by now, the umpire had ruled that Serena was cheating and he had said that she was receiving coaching from her coach who was in the stands and he gave her a thumbs up, which meant for her to kind of pick it up. It wasn't coaching. He was just, you know, 
showing his support, showing his love, showing his, I'm with you, Serena, type of moment. And the umpire was like, oh, you received coaching and uh, we have to dock you. And Serena's like, I was not receiving coaching. You know, he was giving me a thumbs up. And she was like, you know, I'd rather lose than cheat. I don't cheat. Never in my career have I ever cheated. And that's just not her character, right? And so Serena demanded an apology from the umpire, which he refused to give. And if you know anything about tennis, which is a very white sport, I'll say that before the Williams sisters came along, Venus and Serena was very white (laughs) uh, in many cases. And the umpire ruling this was so unfair because if you ever see in tennis, sometimes these white players, I'm just going to call it spade a spade. Sometimes these white players will throw their rackets, have hissy fits, you know, somebody, you know, Charlie call mommy type moment and just throw a whole fit on the court and just throw their rackets and just, you know, stomp their feet and get all angry. You never see any uh, technical points being deducted or docked from their playing or from the scores and so it's not fair it's unjust and it's not right you know it it, it, at the end of the day it's not right I still think Naomi probably would have won um, based on just watching it back but still like that whole moment flustered Serena it angered Serena very very rightfully so and so I think it's whack and part of it is to what this moment teaches us is white people have a problem with black people particularly black women you know let's just name it white people have a problem with black women overall white people want us to you know be docile mammies you know you want us to care for your children you want us to play great sports you want us to do great fashion great modeling and have these awesome things that you can easily misappropriate like our hair But at the end of the day, white people really don't want black women to be better. Like, that's just what it is. And the thing is, I think white people just have to understand that black women are a force in the universe and we're unstoppable. That's just what it is. Black women, we are an unstoppable force in the universe. I have said it before. I will continue to say it and... I will live by that to the day that I die. Black women are an unstoppable force in the universe. Nothing can stop us. Nothing can hold us back. Nothing can overtake us or overpower us. We are literally what I believe to be God's greatest creation. And some people may not think so. And you know what? That's fine. That's your opinion. But I really do believe that black women are undefeated. As much as we have so many things stacked up against us, we always seem to rise above it. We always seem to find a way out of no way. There's just something that is so undeniable about the faith and the pressing of black women that no one can touch. And I think that Serena Williams is absolutely the greatest athlete of all time, but most certainly of the modern era, with the, without a doubt. Um, we see other black athletes like LeBron James, who's incredible, right? So you have two of the most incredible athletes are people of color. You have a black man and a black woman, and Serena is still at the top of her game, and she's playing great tennis, and she's going to be playing tennis for a long time, you know, um, God willing. And we are so proud of her as a people. We're proud of her and for what she has accomplished with 23 major Grand Slam titles. Like that is something to be uh, commended for. And so absolutely, black women deserve apologies for so much, right? And the sad thing is... 
It took me watching Serena demand an apology for me to realize as a black woman that I have the right to ask for an apology. So many times, black women do not feel entitled or feel open or safe or secure enough to ask for the apologies that we deserve. We deserve so many apologies by the patriarchal societies, by white societies, by white women just not having our back, but demanding that we have their back. But you know, we won't even go down that rabbit hole. Maybe I should actually. Um, yes, dear white women, stop asking black women to have your backs when you know good and well you don't have our best interest in mind. And I'm not talking about, you know, just the fake woke Beckys of society. I'm talking about white women in general. You want us to rally behind you when it comes time to, oh, we're women and we need to clap back and we're women and we need to stand up. But at the end of the day, y'all don't really care about the plight of black womanhood and you don't really care about what we need. You don't really care about our well-beings. You don't care about our children. You don't care about black and brown babies dying in the streets or homeless or hungry. Y'all don't care. You do this white thing where you come in like the Calvary, like you're trying to save somebody. But truth be told, you're really just here to make yourself look good. And that's just kind of how I feel. You know, I I feel like a lot of times the efforts of white women is really disingenuine. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't some white women who really do care. Because I do think there are some who really do care. But they're far and few in between. You know, who's really out here striving and trying and really care about black and brown lives who really care about what's going on at the border, who really care about the rights of immigration, who really care about Black Lives Matter, you know, who really care about things that don't just benefit them with time's up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really do think that the majority of white women in the election has shown us that white women don't care about nobody but themselves. And sometimes they don't think about their own selves because they're not liberated enough or their their philosophies and their theologies aren't stretched enough to even realize their own power. Honestly, but I digress. Um, so Serena, I am proud of you. Serena, I love you. And we all love you. We support you. The world owes you an apology. The world owes you. Um, I'm sorry. We messed up because folks didn't have her back to be real. And um, Naomi, to congratulations to Naomi. I really wish sis didn't have to apologize for her win because I think that's what We see a lot of times we do as black women, right? We don't ask for the apologies that we deserve from these men, but we are quick to apologize for something that we did within our own right or something that we did that was commendable, but yet we want to apologize when we succeed or we want to apologize when we've done something right or when we do well, as if, you know, we need to comfort the ones who may have lost. Like, yo, you won. That's amazing. But I also understand that Serena had to tell the people, look, we're going to celebrate this moment. No more booing, you know, and just encouraging Naomi in the moment to let her know she did a great thing and that this is her moment and she should celebrate. And so let's celebrate Naomi. Let's be excited for her. Let's be happy for her. Let's not take anything more away from her moment. But at the same time, it's okay to be enraged and be angry over what happened to Serena because that was just, that was uncalled for, like for real, for real. Um, and we should be big mad, to be honest. We should be real big mad, uh, especially um, not just black people, but everybody. You know, she was robbed.
robbed and she was robbed of a point she was robbed of just her integrity which I think Serena Williams exemplified great class and great integrity and dignity for the game and so hats off and kudos to her Another thing that we saw on this past week, week and a half, is we saw Colin Kaepernick and Nike, yes, for that dope bomb campaign, that ad, great, excellent marketing. Shout out to Nike for their great marketing, but it's just that, it's good marketing, right? So let's be clear. I see people going around saying, let's give Nike all our money. Let's give Nike all the coins come Christmas. You're getting all Nike gifts. Well, as for me and my house, no, you're not getting a bunch of Nike gifts because this is still capitalism and it's still marketing and it's excellent marketing, should I say. But let's be clear. Nike made a great move. Nike is going to collect on people's dollars. Until I know where these dollars are going, besides just Nike's pockets, I don't have a reason to believe that Nike really has my best interest in mind as a black woman um, in an urban context at the end of the day. And so I don't know if Nike is putting these funds toward Black Lives Matter movements or toward schools or toward the freeing and bail bonds of juvenile detention centers. At the end of the day, it's good marketing and it's a well done campaign the the video montage is beautiful um if you haven't seen it see it it's quite lovely um highlighting these black athletes and our strength and our power and just who we are and uh, LeBron James and Serena Williams and Colin Kaepernick and I really appreciate the message because Kaepernick says believe in something even if it will cost you everything and I think that is exactly the gospel of Jesus Christ so you have to believe in something even if it's going to cost you everything because that's what we do right as believers we believe in something that might cost us everything when we actually take this gospel seriously in human eyes Jesus literally lost everything he lost his life for the sake of the gospel but what he also said was like you can't take my life I you know have the power to lay down my life and pick it back up again so there's that but at the same time it's like what are the things that we are really believing in and putting our whole hearts into and giving our full selves to and what kind of faith do we have to have to literally put it all on the line for and so I want to challenge us to just think about those things that we're willing to put our lives on the line for that we just believe in that we're just not willing to let it go until we see something happen you know Dr. King is a great example of that but not just Dr. King I think about September Clark and Fannie Lou Hamer. I think about Ella Baker. I think about Marion Wright Edelman. I think about other women in the movement. I think about Rosa Parks. I think about women who put their lives on the line, believing in something, knowing that it was going to cost them their lives, whether it costed them their husbands and wives, or whether it would cost them their children, um, whether it would cost them their jobs. You know, you got to put yourself out there and you got to believe in something. And so not everybody's called to martyrdom now. I'm not going to sit here and say you got to be a martyr for it, but really, what are you willing to put your life on the line for or put your career on the line for or put your, you know, finances on the line for? You know, what really matters to you at the end of the day? 
day. And sometimes I think we are really selfish as people and we're not willing to think about other people and the needs of other people. And so we get real selfish, you know, just as a culture, we get very selfish. We don't really think about other people sometimes and that's heartbreaking. And so I want to challenge us to think about those things that we are literally willing to believe in and what are we willing to sacrifice for that? Nike shows us some great marketing at the end of the day. Kudos to Nike for real. And Colin Kaepernick, thank you for just being dope because <laughs> he's dope. Like, he's just dope. Like, he really is. Like, almost two years later, take a knee is still popping. You know what I'm saying? For joy, I actually want to talk about something joyful. Uh, Nia Franklin is now the new Miss America, and she's from New York. Um, so shout out to her. You know, black women popping, doing big things. I don't know if y'all call Black Girls Rock, but it was amazing. The Aretha Franklin tribute was fantastic. Jasmine Sullivan, Lettucey, Cynthia Erivo, uh, Yolanda Adams, Stephanie Mills, and Fantasia just blew the roof off um, that place. And NJ Pack, which is actually right here in Newark, New Jersey, right? Not too far from where I work. And so um, shout out to the black girls who rock. It was actually a really good show. It was excellent. So, and Aretha got the, got, I mean, got, Aretha got the tribute she deserves. I mean, cause you know, that funeral, Lord have mercy. The funeral was a mess. I'm gonna just call it what it is. Now there was some good singing. There was some good hat wearing, some amazing fashion, but, you know, it went really sour really fast. You know, Bishop, Bishop over here groping Ariana Grande was just not okay. You know, it's just not okay. Not on that day or any day. That was just disrespectful. Um, people commenting on Ariana Grande's dress. And I feel bad for Ariana Grande right now. And prayers to her because she's going through a lot. You know, with that uh, moment of her being sexually harassed and sexually violated in the pulpit of all places and where the world saw is is hard and then for mac uh, miller uh, to have passed away you know which is her ex-boyfriend that's rough you know and people out here blaming her for the reason why he od'd and it's like come on y'all like you can't put that on her and then not too long ago somebody leaked the the song rem which is on her new album that's coming out they released the REM song, which Beyonce did a few years ago, um, but they never released it and somebody leaked it and they're like, oh, this version's better. So now it's like, all right, Ariana got a jam that Beyonce also pre-recorded and didn't release and now everybody's listening to it and rocking out to it. So good vibes to Ariana Grande. And I know she's still recovering from England situation with her show and that bomb bombing. And so just send good vibes to Ariana Grande. But anyway, that sermon, that eulogy, that epic fail of a eulogy um, was also not a shining, glowing moment for the black church. It was very offensive. It was very sexist and patriarchal. And Aretha Franklin did not deserve those words to be over her body um, as the last words. And so to Black Girls Rock for doing an amazing job of just tributing Aretha Franklin 
Also, MTV Awards tried to tribute Aretha Franklin, which also was a sour moment um, with Madonna. It was like, Madonna, what are you doing? Um, we need to stop calling Madonna for tributes. I know Madonna is of a particular era, and I know that Prince and Michael have passed, and I know that they are of her era, so I know that is, you know, a, an era of uh, musicianship and music that is important to us. But, you know, let's stop calling Madonna, you know, not to be funny. Let's stop calling Madonna to tribute black people. People, just in general. Yeah, let's just stop calling Madonna. Thanks. Please and thanks. Speaking of music, you know, we saw a situation at the Harper's Bazaar with Nikki and Cardi. And we know Cardi's been having quite the year, quite the success. You know, shout out to Cardi and that baby, baby culture doing it for the culture but you know her and Nikki have been kind of going at it Cardi has allegedly reportedly addressed Nicki Minaj on several occasions in person and Cardi decided to just chuck her shoe at Nicki Minaj at the Harper Bazaar party during New York Fashion Week and as a result Cardi B ended up with a knot on her head but um and walking out barefoot but um at the end of the day uh Nicki Minaj might need to keep her mouth shut just a little bit um you know and it's not to say that Nicki Minaj isn't talented but she has like a whole song where she's like super dissing people and it's like Nicki I want you to have friends girl friends is how we flourish but you can't have friends when you're flapping that mouth and you're not being nice and you out here talking about you the queen but boo did you forget that all the women that paved the way so that you could be here you know don't forget Yo yo, don't forget Queen Latifah, don't forget Lil Kim, don't forget Eve, don't forget Left Eye, don't forget all of the women who have worked so hard. Even Roxanne, Roxanne, like let's not forget. Even MC Light, let's not forget the women who have paved the way in hip hop and culture, you know? Let's not forget that. The women MCs. And so right now, you know, Nikki needs to she needs to humble herself just a little bit. Um and I do like Nicki Minaj music so I ain't gonna sit here in front like I don't um like her music which I wasn't really a fan of Queen I'm not gonna lie um except for Chun-Li I do like that song uh Chun-Li but right now Nikki's not having the best of moments and apparently her uh tour sales aren't doing too well and so allegedly reportedly her tour is canceled so they tell me I don't know how true that is and I'm really not that pressed to find out because real talk I probably won't be attending anyway um <laughs> so I'm just gonna keep it a hundred keep it a thousand um you know after you know on the run you know got got my money good so um after that I don't know uh I might have to pick and choose my concert going uh, wisely so there's that yeah so that is pretty much um what I wanted to talk about with you all on today in this episode um prayers to um Botham Shem John's family in Dallas Texas and just his family as you know crazy Becky decided to bust into his house and just you know shoot him because she thinks that she's at her place and that whole story don't even make sense but you know uh, we're going to see what happens I'm allegedly reportedly she's been convicted of murder and manslaughter so we will see you know where that goes I will be watching this story um, because I actually want to see a cop go down for you know their wrongdoing you know it, it is what it is like I'm tired of cops just getting away getting away with stuff yeah I'm gonna be watching that story but um yeah that's all I got for y'all today uh check out the next episode that will drop which will be the personality live show in 
conjunction with Comedy-ish Productions. Yes, so I'm really super excited to share that episode with you all as we were at the Shrine in Harlem. And so if you like this podcast, make sure you rate, comment, and subscribe and share with your tribe. Once again, you can find me at www.portionality.com. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Portionality. You can also hit me up at Portionality at gmail.com. Please send your questions, comments, and all of that. And peace, love, light, and namaste. Thanks so much for joining me on another episode of Portionality Podcast. Can't wait to hear from you when you email me directly at portionality at gmail.com with your topics and with your listener questions. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Portionality. And as always, peace, light, and love, and namaste to you. Namaste.